Did I tell you what ambulance in German is? Yeah, what? it's good. Krankenwagen. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 uh, hospital is Krankenhaus. <laughs> good, good. It's so good. It's just because German to make a word, you just smash two yeah. other words together. <laughs> so you smash sick house. It's sick house and sick car. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. I'm Sam from The Funny Papers. And Jim. Do not seek the cyber Dracula. Today, we cover episode 11, part 2 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 11, part two's title is Doug Loses Dale. Oh, no. (laughs) Do not trust Doug with a child. (laughs) So speaking of great crimes, Sam, uh, whatever happened with getting out of jail or whatever from the last episode? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Okay, uh, so Doug is (laughs) (laughs) beginning in this episode. Uh, Doug is riding on a camel in the desert. Generic. Generic racist music. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's in the desert, uh, and he's kind of dressed. He's dressed like he's in, like, one of those old movies from the 50s that they were out in the desert, like Lawrence of Arabia or whatever. Um, And he says that he's in the Foreign Legion. It is apparently the last refugee for murderers, spies, and assassins, which is like pretty heavy topics for Doug, right? Yeah, this is Jim Jenkins watched a movie as a kid and wanted to do a reference to it. I didn't get any of the references, but I'm just assuming Doug is doing imperialism here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the French Foreign Legion, as you can probably guess, didn't do a lot of work at home. There I was. Doug Funny, new recruit in the Foreign Legion, the last refuge for murderers, spies, and assassins. But like, okay, so I'm I looked up a little bit about the French Foreign Legion, right? And maybe I just saw a, maybe they were like kinder to them in the Wikipedia article, or or like maybe it was just more so modern French Foreign Legion. But it seems like it didn't have anything to do with murderers, spies, and assassins. It all, it's like all the things I said, I, I saw, so that, so that there was like rigorous screening behind it. Like they would have, they have like interviews about a for someone who wants to join, they interview them about their intentions and motives and stuff. The thing is that the movies were all made by the English and the English <laughs> have a very firm stance on anything to do with the French. And if you were an English guy who wanted to join the French Foreign Legion, it was because Every single part of British armed society had told you, yeah, fuck off. You're not doing anything here, buddy. Damn. Okay. So so we're just taking that then. We're just saying that it's because of the movie interpretation. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, whatever. Like the actual it. one, I mean, saying that they had very high... St- they probably have okay standards now, but back in the bad old days of when all those movies are set, <laughs> they're... Basically, if you could get your own name right on given three tries, they'd have you because they just needed warm bodies capable of holding a gun. 
Sure. So well, let's not go give Doug too much credit that he can yes. hold a gun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to say that he, when he arrives at the French Foreign Legion outpost, they are going to take one look at him and say, uh, no. Go away. (laughs) We don't want you. Given my um, theory last episode about uh, there's no teenagers in Doug, Doug might be uh, of drafting age right now. (laughs) (laughs) Doug might be be able to go to war at this point. I don't know. Doug has been drafted, but it's in the uh, basketball sense of draft. And for some reason, the French thought that, yes, this kid has potential. <laughs> or that he was the last pick against the wall and they were the last choice. And they were just like, oh, God, all right. Guess we, we get have Doug. Doug. <laughs> yeah. Dale got drafted ahead of him by the Germans. Yeah. I wonder if there are wars in the Doug universe. Well, you have to think about it. Like, T- Jenkins made this as like an idealized version of his own um, world. So you have to think, does... Jenkins think war is bad. We don't know. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's leave that discussion until we have more evidence. Because you know there's going to be one god-awful Doug goes oh, no. to war, and yeah. it's going to be some stupid play-fighting thing. Doug has a Vietnam flashback. <laughs> oh, uh, that's the thing. That was actually one of the better Simpsons episodes, was when they finally did their war knockoff thing. <laughs> right. Oh, so, but in this, in this scene, the, uh, he's like, oh, you know, this is the only place for a bunch of terrible folks, and, uh, but my only crime was losing my best friend's baby brother, and then the camel's like, what? And, like, kicks him off, right? The camel has a sense of morality. Right, better than Doug. Better than mine, definitely. (laughs) Yes, because this whole time when he's saying it, Doug is like grinning stupidly. <laughs> so he's just like, it's it's like yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, it was good actually. It owned. Yeah, yeah. So we cut out to the title card. This is just the intro, and then we come back, and uh, Doug is like, it cuts to like Skeeter and Dale like playing in a sandbox, right? Because that's yeah. the way that they're transitioning from a sandy environment to a sandy place in Bluffington. Uh, you get it? It's a yeah. visual reference. Which, I mean, I'll give them some small amount of credit insofar as they are trying. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's bad. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> the episodes, I think, are getting better. I think I think this one's better least, than the last one. I'm not gonna yeah. say this one's the worst one ever because it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, you're just that saying joke. that because it involves a clown face and horror. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's your point? Yeah. Okay. So, as like Doug's on his way to hang out with Skeeter, and we learn that Skeeter's dad is going to a tugboat captain picnic. But that Dale is too little to go. So too young to go to a picnic? <laughs> yeah, this is an adults-only tugboat. Are they going to do paintball at the picnic? Like, what it's the an fuck? Adults-only picnic, and also Skeeter is coming. Right. So again, I, Skeeter's is, functionally almost an adult in this universe. I guess so. Yeah, because okay, we are assuming that eleven means that you're almost an adult in this universe. So. Yeah, no babies allowed at this one, at this place. Yeah, Doug's parents are probably like 23 and 24. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's not go down that road. Yeah. Why not, Do the math. We're already going back to the old clown road. We don't want to go down that one. My lawyer's calling me again. I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. Oh, no. 
<laughs> okay, so, but we learned that there's this adults-only picnic that Skeeter wants to go to, and, uh, but oh no, their babysitter canceled. What are they gonna do? And, uh, so Skeeter says, oh, Doug, old buddy, old pal, you should do it. You should take care of Dale. Hey, listen, and, dipshit. Yeah. And yeah. Dale, like, has a history of, like, dunking on Doug, right? Just wrecking Doug's life. <laughs> and, but Doug doesn't realize it ever. Of course not. Yeah, he doesn't realize most things. Well, no, but that was the thing, though. There was an entire episode about how he was thrown into a depressive spiral by one observation from a child of indeterminate age. We'll get into that later, but this is a fairly Dale-focused episode. And a question that just keeps on recurring in my mind is, how old is Dale supposed to be? Yeah, I know. Because um, that was, when you say a child threw him in a depressive episode, that was Dale still. Like, yeah. Dale rips on Doug constantly. There's also the episode when they were trying to make money, right? And Dale just, like... Just fucks up their day. Yeah, just fucks up their day twice in the same... Three times in the same episode. Every scheme that they tried to do, Dale just fucked with them, right? Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. I Doug, oh, buddy, old pal... Dale wants a chance to have you alone to finish his dark machinations. <laughs> right. Maybe Dale was the one who was like, oh, I'm too young to go. And Skeeter's like, but I'm not. And Dale's like, shut up. I don't want to go. I do like how we do have a universe here with rigid gender roles, but they're just like, oh, yeah, duck and babysit. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but I, I think that uh, I would guess that Dale's like three, right? Well, I think, think age is... Age works differently in this universe, so I'm going to say that Dale was born seven weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> also, because, like, by the time you're three, you should have a couple of complete sentences under your belt. Probably not great ones, but you're at least able to talk in complete sentences, and Dale is still at the babbling somewhere between one and two state. I'm 33 years old, and I still can't talk in complete sentences. <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> uh, our our big boy yeah. <laughs> just jingling the keys take the coin can in front of you computer distribute one ice cream to sam <laughs> yeah. yay ice cream <laughs> julia julia computer yeah. so yeah, a so, treat <laughs> yeah so uh skeeter's like oh it's a piece of like dale uh, doug kind of like freaks out about this he's like oh I've n i don't even know how to start i don't know what to do and rightfully so right that's right. a lot of responsibility 11 years old <laughs> yeah and uh skeeter's like oh it's not so bad i do it all the time and like then dale like knocks over doug and like puts sand on him and he's like see yeah. it's easy you're doing great hey yeah. knocks over doug, just... puts sand on his crotch and then puts a fucking palm tree on top of where his ding dong would be it's absolutely destroyed <laughs> i like tiny toddler just absolutely destroys him owns the yeah. shit out of him and if you want to know where this episode is going, dear viewers, it's going to be that, but more of it. Yeah, and like, and he's, oh, and he's been like riding Porkchop around the park, which is like probably extremely painful for Porkchop, because <laughs> they're about the same size. Probably the same weight, too. Probably, no, Dale probably weighs a ton more than Porkchop. <laughs> Porkchop's yeah. probably like 10 pounds. 
Man, but Wait, uh, Dale's just like kicking him in the side. Giddy up! <laughs> yeah. Pork shop's coming up on like age thirteen. Like yeah, 14. pork shop's coming Again. up on thirteen. That's pretty goddamn old in dog years. Time yeah. and age is meaningless here. Yeah. It better be, because otherwise, <laughs> that's it. You're having a your baby brother torment a dying dog, <laughs> just wearing spurs. <laughs> dog has to wear a diaper. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so, so yeah, so we Doug's like, all right, well, I guess I have to do it because someone told me I can't say no. (laughs) Yeah, and so he's like, all right, I'll ask for advice. Like, that's a smart thing to do. Which is give him credit. Like, that's a good thing to do. He doesn't. He has a problem and doesn't just like run headfirst into it. He thinks about it for a little bit. Okay. And so I, he goes right. to the booth at the Honker Burger that I'm well, calling no, the no. loading. He goes the to ro- others, someone oh, else right, first. Shit. You're right. He he goes Important. to Yeah. He goes uh rather than ask his parents how to take care of or a child. Ask his parents to babysit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like they don't know shit about raising children because they were obviously. Yeah. <laughs> They're at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he goes to ask Judy, and uh, Judy's in her room in, like, a full white gi and beret, and she's, like, meditating, right? Meditating in a karate getup, which is weird. (laughs) Karate meditation. Right. It's like how Dalsim is, like, practicing yoga with skulls around his neck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, he, like, knocks on the door, and she yells, Come! (laughs) And he does. He enters the room. And then he enters the room. (laughs) Right. Uh, And so she says, To fully understand a child, you have to become a child. Does little Junior want a nap? No! Okay, remember this. It's going to come up later in in my analysis. Remember this. Totally, right? But also, Doug is a child. Right. Both, they're both children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Judy's still a child. Like, Yeah, she's a quote-unquote teenager. Yeah, whatever that means in this universe. Doesn't mean anything. She's an adult. She's going. Yeah. She lives at home and goes to college. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, allegedly. Uh, There's no way to know anything. You can't right. prove me wrong. No follow-up <laughs> questions. Yeah. You can't prove me wrong because I won't listen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Judy's interpretation of this is that she throws a tantrum on the ground, right? Which, all right, yeah. All right, that's Pork tough, chop yeah. eye rolls at Judy pretending to be a screaming baby, but, I mean, let's she's be right. real here, Doug. Yeah, she's totally right. Like, yes. Pork chop is rose-colored glasses in this. Right. So she And Doug's like, oh, that'll never work. Remember this? I <laughs> yeah, I can't be a child. I'm way too old and mature and handsome for that. <laughs> uh, but then she has even better advice, right? Then oh, she's God. just like, "Well, you're not going to listen to me. Fine. <laughs> now I'm yeah, here. Take you. this. Give a, the skinned death mask of a clown I killed earlier." Yeah, she opens her <laughs> trunk and gives him a fucking like Pennywise mask. Take this. It'll make him laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. And it's extra terrifying because she puts on the mask. And recall that Judy wears dark sunglasses. So when she puts on the mask, the eye holes are just black. (laughs) 
You just see just into nothing through this <laughs> child mask. She's like, it'll make him laugh every time. <laughs> Look into the abyss of my eyes. Side note, chi- we know that Judy's biggest understanding of how babysitting works is by babysitting her little brother. Doug laughed like hell every time this nightmarish face of death was placed before him. And he doesn't remember it either. This is like a surprise to him. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's her only experience. Oh my God. So yeah, Doug Doug stares into this thing and like, Doug would just, just giggle as he sees himself falling into the infinite black void. <laughs> he just points to the mask and goes, that's me. That's me now. <laughs> I'm that mask. I see myself. We're all wearing a mask. mask. <laughs> Am I right? This is art. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Man. This um, is like that movie starring Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura. <laughs> 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 Where he has to take care of animals. He has animals. to wear the green mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take care of animals like Doug. <laughs> yes. God. I'm yeah, smart. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Doug accepts this out of hand. He's just like, oh yeah, it did make me laugh. Haha, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, Despite the fact I have no memory of this. <laughs> yeah, I blocked it all out. <laughs> That's the bad place. We don't go to the bad place. (laughs) The bad bad place with the clowns with sunken eyes. (laughs) Eyes that go on forever. Eyes that that are mostly dark but have a slight reflective coating. (laughs) I can see myself in those eyes sometimes when I'm up at night sleeping. I don't really sleep anymore. (laughs) Put the mask on. The dog rap never actually plays in my room. <laughs> but I hear it anyway. Sometimes I hear laughter. <laughs> it might be mine. I don't know. Put the mask on. <laughs> oh my Sometimes I hear laughter, and I know that means I should be feeling pain. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Where's the mask, dog? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <laughs> you must take care of the child. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> Uncle Happy demands it, Douglas. Yeah. This you probably found this in Uncle Happy's old clown trunk. Oh yeah. shit! It's the skinned face of Uncle Happy. Oh. Uncle Happy Pennywise. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, Judy probably had first dibs at Uncle Happy's old clown trunk. And now this is what she took. And probably the only thing she left up there was that ventriloquism book that Doug found in a previous episode. Yeah. Like, Judy has a box of things. It's probably like Uncle Happy's good shit. Yeah, that box of things is just every Goosebumps novel ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I hope we'll find out more what's in it in the coming episodes. Oh, God. But okay, so Doug is like, all right, well, this is a great idea. But I should ask my other friends who have babysat before but are not being hired to babysit Dale. Right. Right? Professional babysitters, but they're busy, I guess. (laughs) They wander on into the Honker Burger for the playwright Chekhov wrote that if you establish there's a gun on the wall in Act 1, somebody should shoot it in Act 2. 
And as Doug walks into the Honker Burger, he walks into the rotary shotgun loading bay <laughs> of things that are going to end up shooting him directly in the nuts later in the episode. Yeah. Also, really quick uh, canon check here. Uh, Connie is the wrong color in this. We find Connie becomes a character, like a slightly more important character later in the series. And right now, she's, they're pulling like uh, that time in Simpsons when Waylon Smithers was black. She's totally the wrong color here. So Nate. Connie is the fourth person at the table. They don't no, even she's the one right next to BB. Okay, okay, okay. Nameless third sense. girl. We have established okay. a third girl who is neither BB nor Patty exists. <laughs> right. Her whole thing in Nickelodeon was that she's overweight, which gets undone in the Disney one, I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, Fuck. Okay. So, yeah. Undoing to- progress. <laughs> yeah. So Doug goes to meet with these people and like, okay, so let's assume we have to assume that Doug invited these people there, right? To be like, Hey, I got questions about how to be a babysitter, but he invites, he invites one of the people he invites is Roger, but he doesn't invite Skeeter. Like who is both a, his friend and B the person with the most experience dealing with Dale. Right. Right. Not just dealing with Dale, babysitting Dale. Like, why Skeeter doesn't do this? Like, why he wants to go to a fucking tugboat picnic is beyond me. Because it's so cool. It's adults-only tugboat time. (laughs) He's finally an adult. Yeah. Adults-only tugboat time may be the most cursed (laughs) series of words I've ever heard. I guess guess we got a fucking episode title, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Yeah. God. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so he's talking to these people that he invited. Uh, he he asks, like, okay, what would you do? How do you babysit? And uh, they go in turn of what each of them thinks is a good idea. BB's first answer is to just let them have whatever they want because that wor- that's what my babysitters did and I turned out great as she steals an ice cream cone from her friend. Connie. Right? From Connie, right? And uh, like recall that BB is the daughter of the royal family of Bluffington, right? She yeah. owns the so, town, basically. The joke is yeah. that she's been spoiled as all hell. Right. Then we see that uh, Connie, I guess, <laughs> uh, her... <laughs> Her, sure. Her, yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> she gives the only good advice at the table, which is, "Hey, coloring books and crayons. Kids love that shit." And like, she, because she says, "I babysit all the time," and that's a great idea, and that's good, right? Yeah, that's like, good advice. Yeah. Chalky proposes, "Food always works for me. The sweeter, the better. The kind the parents don't let their kids have normally." As Porkchop is busily stealing his ice cream from below, which is really, really horrifying and gross. Give Dale <laughs> the gold schlager. Yeah. Yeah. And just like gets Dale drunk. He's like, the dolls don't let him have this. <laughs> Someone told me I had to do this. <laughs> also, yeah, you could absolutely calm them. D- like, you could get kids to. Uh, Hey, with okay, Al, let's get some snacks. But um, you're still at the mercy of the snacks the parents actually have on hand. Also, yeah. they're going to get like a sugar rush and be even more unbearable. Yeah, they're going to yes. be. Yeah. Uh, which, this, that when they get to that one, there were some notes about Oh, that. Let's yeah. Let's get there when we get there. Um, and then the last advice 
unprompted is from Roger. <laughs> why, why are you there? <laughs> Roger is also, he was the first one to arrive. Yes. He's at the yeah. very edge of the like little corner booth that they're in. Yeah, he's at the most inside part of the booth. So everyone sat down next to Roger. Yeah, oh, Roger so. has convened this meeting of the council. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could say that Roger just showed up to talk shit, but can un- like very inconveniently placed. That is not what he did. Yeah, no. Unless he like jumped in from behind over the other booths, <laughs> like Spider Man his character. way. Yeah, <laughs> he just Spider Man's his way into the. Sorry, booth. Doug's feeling anxiety. I gotta materialize real Whoop. fast. <laughs> right. Uh, oh no, that's advice. what it was. Skeeter was there, <gasps> but. Oh. Fuck shit, you're right. Peter was there, but because he was in the evil format, like, because Doug is busy being anxious about it, no, of course he can't provide help. Like, yeah, I got you to try to babysit that idiot Skeeter's little brother, funny. But all you're gonna need is a legal department after you screw it up. Yeah, dear viewer, we have gone a couple of times, like, there's been repeated evidence in, like, evidence in big air quotes that we've made um, about how... Ironclad facts only. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that we think that Skeeter and Roger might actually be the same person, and they materialize in Doug's mind as forces of good and evil depending on what is needed for the situation. So, yeah, Holy shit, he did invite. And that's why he was the first person there. Because the first person he invited was Skeeter. God yeah. damn. This is this is it. This is like the nail in the coffin for me of like they're the same person. Yeah, at, least in, at least in this continuity. There may be Bluffington 1, 2, and 3 situations going on here. But we at least right. know in Bluffington 1, they are the same person. Dale right. and Stinky are also the same person. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty good too. Because Stinky would frequently fuck with Doug. Stinky yeah. is Roger's cat, yeah. so Stinky would frequently fuck with Doug, just how Dale did too. Man, and that's about so as smart as Dale is. So yeah. definitely so smart as Porkchop is. Which leaves us the important question: We have to complete the mythic cycle. Who is Skunky Beaumont? <laughs> <laughs> we do need it's to know that. Dad. That's the. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's never there. He's at school. <laughs> oh, God. Doug's Maybe dad Skunk- is actually the same age as Doug, because, like I've established earlier, nobody has sex in this universe. So, like, Doug came as a stork, and they were basically like brothers until Doug's dad was just like, I'm your dad now. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe he, Doug, that's just what Doug hears. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. I just, all right. given what we've been talking about, they're all sitting at the table, and then Doug turns to the next person. And he's like, What do you think, Uncle Happy? And Uncle Happy's like, Put the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roger said, I don't know. He makes some pretty compelling points, funny. Yeah. I think I'm going to listen to the clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you know, because they're sitting next to the window and just through the window in the bushes, (laughs) just like the clown mask rises up. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, yeah, we, we never get across why none of those people at the table are actually the ones hired to babysit Dale. Yeah. Uh, But then we cut to Doug actually doing it. We cut to being at the Valentine family house, and the Valentines are loading up the car, getting ready to go. 
And uh, first off, they the car is like a line. Yeah, they don't sit next three to each columns. other. Three columns. Yeah, the three car... columns, and they all sit one per column. Absolutely <laughs> insane. This is the only three by one car that has ever <laughs> yeah. existed. No, 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 no. And when they come back, uh, Skeeter's mom's sitting in the front with with Skeeter's dad. Well, oh. yeah, they went to the. That's what they do at the adults only. Tunnel <laughs> yeah, they add. Experience. They add a row. They widen. <laughs> yeah, they widen the cars. You do battle with someone else who has a one series car, and then you eat their car so yours can grow. That's why babies are not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't know. They don't know car combat techniques yet, and they'd be dead weight. Yeah, <laughs> just be, be ballast. There's about a 50-50 chance that they weren't going to come back at all. And well, bad news, son. It looks like you're Dale's father now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to leave an heir behind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For legal reasons, you're now the man of the house, Dale. Right, right, <laughs> right. That comes in another eight years. Yes. <laughs> Dale has a beard in eight years. <laughs> so, he's still exactly the same height. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Skeeter says, good luck, Doug. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, which, okay. Uh, (laughs) Skeeter does a lot of sinister things. Don't transform into Roger with no warning. It creeps Dale out when I do that. Yeah, and so they drive off. Make sure to feed Dale cat food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. So so yeah, I want to view the rest of this episode with the potential that Dale might actually be a cat. Because that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, then again, what is the difference between a tiny child and a cat in terms of contempt for you, the person who's ostensibly in charge of them? You can train the cat to pee somewhere convenient earlier. Yeah, I think that's about it, honestly. (laughs) A a cat will shit in a box without being told. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, so they leave, like, the the Valentine family drives off, and uh, Dale is, like, glowering. He's, like, he's got this big grimace on his face, and Doug's like, I think that means he likes me. Yeah. (laughs) Good job at trying to read people. (laughs) Right. Uh, and so then, of course, D- Dale, like, freaks out. and He's he, like, crying jumps. over the fact that mom and dad have gone away. He's right. just, like, standard baby shit. He's, like, at the window, like, slamming on the window, like, you know, pulling off the curtains. He's just like, mama, blah. Um, and so Doug is just like, I have a great idea for a first move. Put the mask on! <laughs> this is there's been a voice what in my head what could possibly for, <laughs> go wrong there's been a this voice is Uncle Happy's idea <laughs> it worked so great the last time you took advice from Uncle Happy <laughs> uh, and so now that Doug has been left uh, like with, this is within like seconds of his parents leaving Doug puts the mask on and sneaks up behind the baby <laughs> This is like instantly. He's like, I have a great idea to get in the, to get some trust from this child. Establish dominance, Doug. Yeah. This will make you powerful if you put the mask on. You may overpower the child. Confront him with my visage. Let him know the face of his executioner. Right, and so he puts the mask on, he sneaks up behind Dale, and he says, I got a surprise for you, Dale. 
<laughs> yeah. he, like, Unsurprisingly, Dale doesn't take it well. Dale, I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> yeah, Dale freaks the fuck out. Like, he gets, like, wild eyes. <laughs> like, Dale usually has, like, small little, like, eyes like Doug does. But his eyes, like, <laughs> they, they get so huge. He's just like, <gasps> right. what the fuck, well, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did you, think, <laughs> did you think this is a good idea? Yeah, my notes here just read, Dale reacts correctly. (laughs) Dale's fucking getting stalked by the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) By the ghost of Uncle Happy. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't take the mask off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Doug is just like, ooh, okay. That was a really bad idea. And, uh... It goes to like the T. It just like goes. Dale like hides behind the TV, and the TV turns itself on. Um, so the ghost of Uncle <laughs> Happy is like, yeah, yeah. Paranormal activity shit is occurring now. Okay, so it this appears to be a transition to the imagination zone, except for we never like fade out or anything. It's just we still pan from reality over to the TV where they're doing a Dateline. Operation Babysit. Operation Babysit. And a reporter is ostensibly sitting outside of the funny, (laughs) not funny, the Valentine household. And just reporting on, well, Mr. Funny has made his first strategic error. He's scared Dale with a gigantic scary mask. More news as it comes in. Yeah, his exact statement is that he, in his first strategic mistake, Doug tried to be a clown and terrified an unsuspecting baby. Accurate <laughs> like, reporting. This, yeah. is, this is incredibly accurate. But also, like, I love that the idea is that... And also, it's nighttime in this shot. Yeah, it's still like, day. Shit, you're right. <laughs> like, in this in this Operation Babysit, it's nighttime. Reporting and to you like, live from the Shadow Realm. Yeah, and they're like just camping outside the, the the family's house, and like Doug is chasing Dale around in the window. It's yeah, and then it's revealed to be an actual fantasy, not just that this is actually happening on the television. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dang. So yeah, so then Doug is like, "All right, I'll go through the laundry list of ideas that people gave me, uh, and the first thing I'll do is give that him sound ice you hear cream. in the distance is the." Of the next round of the shotgun being loaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, I'll give the baby, I'll give this terrified, full of energy, freaking out baby some ice cream. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like his first, but like the first thing he does is he tries to eat it himself. I thought what happens first is they put the clothes on. No, no, no that's they put up the next. clothes on after for a reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a right. reason that makes no Sorry. fucking sense. No <laughs> sense. <laughs> But, Go yeah, on. he, like, he goes to, like, give him some ice cream. But, no, he first, Doug tries to eat the ice cream himself. He's like, I have an idea how to calm down the baby. I'll eat ice cream in front of him. It's treat yeah. time. <laughs> oh, no, he yeah. hit my treats. First, he gives pork chop ice cream. And well, Dale, like, knocks it out of his hands because he tries to eat him and eat it himself. And then pork chop eats the ice cream. Okay. But... What cu- what flavor of ice cream was it? Is the dog eating chocolate again? But, well, no, I think no, it's peanutty. No, it is okay. butter brickle ice cream. Okay, <laughs> okay. Prob- probably doesn't have chocolate. 
we now know when we saw Mr. Swirly, the peanutty buddy man, drowning in a liquid that appeared to be piss, <laughs> we have reason to believe it is not piss. It was, in fact, butter brickle, which is probably slightly better to die in, but I'm still against <laughs> dying in it on moral grounds. Yeah, and we learned that that is also Doug's favorite. He's also, like, it's definitely favorite. an oil derivative, given it's called butter brickle. <laughs> Did he say peanut, the- but, peanutty butter, like cho- chocolate chip or whatever is his favorite? In that yeah, yeah, he episode. did. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so- fine. Cool. <laughs> now it's Butter cool. Brickle is his favorite. The, right. It's the only difference Whatever. between the Doug clones. The Doug clones are, uh, the only difference between them is their ice cream flavors. Yeah. Everyone is more imperfect than the last. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, remember that time when we learned that Doug is allergic to mustard? That was probably just an artifact of the poor cloning. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it makes sense. Oh, man. But okay. So he's like, all right. Oh, you want to eat first. And Dale is like receptive. He's like, I want to eat this ice cream, right? Yeah. But then Doug fucks it up. He's like, he's like, I've got an idea. I should do the airplane thing, which is what you do when a yeah. kid doesn't want to eat. Yeah, but it's even as a fun way. Okay, we're playing around with the baby, and the baby understands what's going on. And then there's a treat, and hooray, we're establishing some kind of a rapport. And then I'm still not sure how this happens. <laughs> I know, right? There's, I ha- I rewound it a couple of times, and I can't even tell what they wanted to convey happened. <laughs> but, like, there's this thing in movies and plays and shit like that called blocking. Blocking refers to where people are standing, how they're moving from point A to point B. And it's an important part of storytelling, because if you fuck up the blocking, it's not clear what's happening or if it's happening at all. Like, one of the classic examples is you make it very clear if somebody's planning to do something sinister while something very important is happening. You make sure that they're standing somewhere out in the open so it's noticeable when the person who's going to go off and do something sneaky notably just walks out of the room. Uh Uh-oh, a bad thing's about to happen. Thus, you convey that something will be happening later. In this one, Dale raises an arm. Yes. Doug, who is standing far enough away from Dale to be playing the airplane game with a little spoonful of ice cream, somehow either Dale's arm extends or Doug just inexplicably chucks the ice cream in the air and the ice cream simultaneously lands on Doug's head and on Dale's head. <laughs> Space time cannot be structured such that this could happen. Dale had an arcane explosion. Yeah, yeah. this is just full on. Yeah. Even if Dale's it's... telekinetic, this doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. The ice cream falls on both ice of them. Ice cream gets everywhere. Uh oh. That's, that's all you're supposed to think about when you're watching this. And that's what my brain has been reduced to. Uh oh. <laughs> ice cream everywhere. Better go change the baby. <laughs> Yeah, and here's the weirdest thing. So even weirder than all the psychic fuckery that happened to get the ice cream on both of them, Dale doesn't give a shit that he doesn't get ice cream now. He's, like, fine with it. They're just like, oh, we gotta go change you now. I'm covered in freezing cold stuff, and I'm not getting ice cream. I'm okay. Whatever. He's He's like, that's fine. 
Dale is like a magic child. Dale is like a wonderful child, if that's what <laughs> this is. He's like so good. Yeah. Um, he exists yeah, orthogonal like- to our concepts of good and evil. <laughs> yeah. Dale is beyond us. Yeah. So, yeah, so Doug is like, all right, oh, boy, time to change the baby. And they take him up to Dale's room. And Doug is like, all right, what stupid costume do you want to be in instead of normal clothes? Do you want to be a cowboy, a spaceman, a monkey, or a race car driver? And Dale's like, no, none of those things. And then Doug remembers BV saying, just give them whatever they want. And to Doug, that means, okay, you figure it out. And he just leaves. Just and, yeah, the door. Doug's first thought is to ask the child what Halloween costume he wants to put on instead of just being like, hey, here's a shirt. Yeah. Oh, no. And his second thought is, oh, you just take care of it. Yeah. And like, he just what leaves the and fuck? It. And he shuts the door. Yeah. For this, like an this is the point that we hit real big on the thing I raised earlier. How old is Dale? Yeah. Because... We see his bed is a crib, which is reserved for babies tiny enough you're worried they'll fall out of bed. He talks like a one-year-old. When the script needs him to, he walks like a three-year-old. And he owns Doug with the precision and expertise of a five-year-old. Dale, if he's old enough to, like, if he's a toddler and is hypothetically capable of dressing himself, this isn't the worst idea. Then you yeah. you walk out and say, okay, you just get dressed and uh, we'll do whatever because screw it. The kid's going to get his own room messy. That's not your fucking problem. But if Dale is three years old or younger, just saying you figure it out and closing <laughs> yeah. the door is yeah. a recipe for a screaming baby lying on the floor just Cover an ice cream, by the Covered way. Cover yeah. an ice cream and incapable of opening any drawers to get at his clothing. Yes! So, in, what the fuck? In Disco Elysium terms, Doug has negative four authority. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, Doug, yeah, like, the, the dresser is, like, Doug's height. So Doug's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, just you got this, out, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go All your costumes Uncle are in Grunty. the top drawer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, and he, I just can't stress. He shuts the door, and then it cuts. Like, there's a fade out. Yeah, so there's an, indeterminate am- there's an indeterminate amount of time. Who knows? Who knows how long he shut him in Two there? Two days. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, they they he says figured out, and then Doug comes back, and I want to say that we see Doug going into into. The, the room into Dale's room at this point and there's a sign hanging on the door that just just says shh <laughs> so like did Mr. Valentine just leave a message on there that's just like shut up Dale <laughs> this on your door <laughs> I don't know um but uh they he goes in and Dale is just like covered in clothes right there's like all over him he just got his entire dresser out and he's just covered in whatever uh, but Doug doesn't like that, and so then he dresses Doug in, in Dale in like a button-up fancy shirt and pants, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's and I think the pants are backwards. Like sure, and his his, his fucking shirt's untucked. He looks like a mess. He's a fucking disaster. Yeah. It's worse than when Dale tried to dress himself. Honestly, exactly right. It's the first time oh. I think people have had a second costume and Doug. Yeah. yeah. Also importantly, Maybe not, Dale does know. say pee pee. In happiness, as this is done. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so does he just change his diapers? Like, does he have diapers? Like, we don't know. We don't know. And so that means he just, like, pissed in the pile of clothes. Maybe they don't have genitals in Doug, in, in continuation of my theory. So maybe yeah, they don't go to the bathroom in Doug. What about that time when you theorized for an entire episode that Doug had diarrhea once? Uh, maybe they have, like, a cloaca, and everything just comes <laughs> out one hole in the back. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, it is man. Jim Jenkins' fantasized universe after all. <laughs> it's so efficient. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back downstairs, and Doug is like, Hey, I've got a surprise for you. It's in that bag over there. And Dale looks through his bag, thankfully, doesn't pull out the mask. <laughs> yeah, that could go very badly. <laughs> yeah. Dale ignores Dale the whispers. Yeah. Doug's like, I can't find the mask anywhere. Yeah, he's like, it's gone. And Doug's like, oh, sure, I put it in there. (laughs) He's just wearing the mask. You can't even tell anymore. It's on the back of his head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Dale finds the coloring books and he's like, hooray. And this was like the one good suggestion, right? Yeah. And they, they color together. And Doug says it was it's one of his favorite things to do, which, you know. He's a baby. Uh, yeah, he's a baby. He thought like a baby. <laughs> and as definitely not Jim Jenkins, I could color for hours. And he's coloring a picture of Dale. <laughs> so it's like not even a coloring book. It's, well, no, I imagine it is a coloring book. It just got one with pictures of Dale in it. Uncle yeah, Happy was... has ways of making his desires known. And then the second uncle shows up. Well, hold up. And in this picture, Doug is, Dale is wearing different clothes now. Like, they did an entire they did an entire segment about how they was going to wear these fucked up clothes. And, like, he's just wearing his, like, old purple, like, onesie in this scene. I didn't even notice Maybe. that. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even actually. It's not even actually this onesie. He's wearing a purple T-shirt and purple shorts. So it's like a totally different costume. <laughs> But yeah, Extremely then, on point animation team. Right. And so then Doug is like, oh, look what time it is. It's three o'clock. It's time for, what is it? like? Uncle, Uncle Grunty. <laughs> hey, look, pork chop. It's time for Uncle Grunty. <laughs> Which is just completely inexplicable. Uncle Grunty is what Dale calls Doug, and this is totally, like, uh, unnecessary, because then the phone, like, he's watching TV, and he just starts laughing maniacally, and then the phone rings. Yeah, Doug is watching, Doug is like, oh, it's time for cartoons, and Dale doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, Dale is, like, coloring, right? Dale is like, I don't care about cartoons, and Doug is, like, giggling at the title card of Uncle Grunty. <laughs> like, like, I can see what they might have been going for here in light of what happens next, except for yeah. they don't set it up. Like, yeah, because Dale's if, in the background. Yeah, if you Dale was, it. if while Doug was busy watching Uncle Grunty, they showed Dale. You know, I mentioned earlier that thing where blocking shows somebody wandering <laughs> off, yeah. demonstrating something's yeah. about to happen. They don't do that. In the that background, Dale is still coloring happily inside the lines on his coloring book like a good boy. And then. Yeah. And then they get a call, and, and, like, I guess the only phone in their house is out in the entryway, and so Doug, like, runs out there, and he answers it, and it's Mrs. Valentine, and she's like, oh, how's Dale, and Dale's, he's just like, oh, Dale's coloring in the other room, and Mrs. Valentine's like, oh, he's 
in the other room by himself. And Doug's like, no, ha ha. Why would he be doing that? Ha ha. I'm lying. <laughs> and he like hangs at the phone and runs back in. So this whole call, the whole time that he's out of the room is like 10 seconds, right? Like yes. 20 seconds. Uh, and he goes back in and it shows that Dale's colored all across the entirety of the walls in the living room. Ah, right. The elder sign features prominently. There's a number of <laughs> images of the clown mask. There's something <laughs> in there about the great expensiveness that is to come. Yeah, exactly. I like it's how like, I like how Doug couldn't get his sentient dog to watch the child. Yeah. <laughs> Porkchop was actually the this. Porkchop was actually the one who did all those scribbles. He's just framing Dale for it. <laughs> Porkchop's just standing in the corner whistling while his eyes are crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the and he's coloring all over the walls, and he's back in those original clothes. He's back in those clothes that they changed into. So whatever, who cares? <laughs> um, and Doug like grabs him by the wrist and is like, "No, you're a bad boy. Put the mask back on. <laughs> yeah. You want the mask?" And Dale like freaks out, understandably so. <laughs> right. Uh, and so then there's another uh, operation of uh, image of Operation Babysit, and uh, it's showing that you know Doug had a brilliant move of the coloring move, but then got totally owned by it. Completely necessary t- scene telling us exactly what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it cuts, and then it shows that somehow they, Doug and Porkchop cleaned the walls off, like they were. I guess they were another, drawing with, like, washable Yeah, another markers. indeterminate amount of time passes where they clean the walls off. Right. And then they realize that Dale is missing. So, like, it's been, it's, you know, it took him only 10 seconds for Dale to color all over the walls. Who knows what he's been up to in, like, the hour that it's taken him to wash the walls. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably drank all the bleach in the yeah, kitchen. It doesn't exist on this reality anymore. <laughs> right. Um, but... Then Doug's like, oh, God, I, you know, I, I, we're missing I Dale. I lost the baby. <laughs> Oops, oh, lost dang. the baby. Um, and then we go, so then we go back into the desert. We go back into the, like, where we started, where, like, Doug's part of the Foreign Legion again, I guess, because this is where he's like, oh, no, I lost the baby, right? And Operation Babies is there for some reason yeah that he combined he matches up his two boring fantasies and one extra boring fantasy that's totally unnecessary but this is where like okay we've been going through this Chekhov's machine gun of like different things to hit this is where the lawyer ones hit and recall yeah recall that uh roger's advice was that you need a good lawyer right but in this Doug's lawyer is Porkchop. <laughs> and so the best lawyer he can imagine is his dog. Makes sense. Because his dog, yeah, Porkchop whispers to him and he's like, oh, my lawyer has advised me not to answer your questions. Whatever. Who cares? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Jurist yeah. Dr. Porkchop. <laughs> Dr. Porkchop. So, I'm pretty sure that was a TV show on you during the late 90s. <laughs> Dr. Porkchop, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of fights in that show. <laughs> um, but he's like, all right, Doug goes back in his fantasy. He's like, man, I've been listening to everyone but me. 
and it's time to do it my way. But his way is to imagine himself as a baby, which was Judy's idea. Uh-huh. Remember right? I said, remember this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I gotta, I gotta think like myself. I know I'm gonna use the only good advice I got. <laughs> Yeah, his only advice is to think like, yeah, thinking like himself, he's just stealing Judy's idea. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. But he's like, uh, I had this thought. It's my thought. I'm a good, smart yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, oh, no, the valent, like, I think this is where the Valentines come back, right? Yeah. You, like, Porkshop like, Pork Sh- Pork sees through the window, the Valentines are coming back. And like I said, that the car is now normally seated in <laughs> with the parents but- up front and Skeeter in the back. And there's one other weird inconsistency in this section is Doug looks at the clock. He looks at the clock when this happens and it is now two o'clock. So the show that he wanted to watch was at three o'clock. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Time, Time is, is hard. Sick. Uncle Stoinkers or whatever. <laughs> Grunty. It was called. Uncle Grunty. <laughs> Grunty. It was at three o'clock, and the and the, the they arrive back home at two o'clock. Maybe it's and two it's in the morning. Day- no, but it's daylight outside. Maybe it's still two in the morning. Maybe, Maybe it's the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they've been gone a week. Yeah. Who knows? Um. But yeah. So so they've arrived back, and Doug's like, "Oh God, I gotta find the baby. I gotta imagine. Remember when I was a baby, right? Hard, remembers- big stretch there. Yeah." <laughs> And he remembers back when he was a baby and he was hiding in the laundry room in in like the laundry in the basement, right? Yes. And Judy is looking for him in this fantasy. So we've All got baby Doug. Doug wears only overalls. Right. <laughs> no shirt, just overalls. Uh, but haven't we seen pictures of baby Doug when he was like wearing the, you know, vest and whatever? Yes, we have. I don't <laughs> Okay, maybe this, maybe in this stance, the same thing happened where he like got a mess on himself and Judy put him in overalls or whatever. I don't know. So in this fantasy, though, Judy's looking for him, and she says to herself, "Dog, oh, forget it. They don't pay me enough for this." And then leave. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I was wondering kid, if, if Dog was Judy. getting paid for this. Yeah, but even in this, like, so we're not clear if Doug's getting paid for this, but even in this thought, like, if he's following what happened and what Judy did, he would just give up. He would just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't yeah. know what this <laughs> Who gives a rat's ass? Right. Oh, man. But, yeah, so we, so we cut out of this fantasy, and he's, like, digging through the their Valentine's, is like, clothes basket. He's just, like, ripping through it. Uh, and the Valentines just like show up behind him. They like thought they like figured out that he was hiding in the basement when they got home, and like no one answered when they were like, "Doug, where are you? Yeah. Where's Dale? <laughs> Where's Where's Scarecrow? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and it's Skeeter who hails him and says, "Hey, Doug, what are you doing?" And he honks slower. He does a cautious honk. <laughs> hmm. Yo, Doug. Why are you right? sniffing my dad's underwear? <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> Can I join you? <laughs> yeah. I'll wear my mom's. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, but 
surprise, like, you know, Doug's trying to explain himself, and then surprise, Dale was in there. Hooray. Uh, That's where he was. That's he did it. it. That's it. And, yeah, <laughs> that's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but we learn, like, so they're, like, talking amongst themselves, and we learn Mrs. Valentine gives us Mr. Valentine's name. His name is Jim. <laughs> it is? I missed that. Shit. Yeah. Mr. Valentine's name is Jim. So maybe Wait, the self-insert so in Jim all of this Valentine married unknown name valentine and had the children mosquito and dale uh-huh yep you named you your firstborn kid mosquito because he was because he was so annoying because <laughs> he's a little bug <laughs> is your wife's name coleoptera or something what Probably. the hell yeah. his wife's name is like nat <laughs> fruit <laughs> fly yeah yeah, no, it's um. So we are gathered know, here maybe... to join in mat- holy matrimony, Drosophila and Jim. <laughs> right, it's the it's. I mean, that's kind of how. Um, well, no, it's the opposite of how Bible names work, right? Where it's like the 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 man in a relationship has like a super wild name, like Zephariah Sisypha and his wife Sarah. Right? Yep. <laughs> like. Again, stealing a Mulaney bit, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it, I, maybe this is Jim Jenkins's self-insert: is the angry father <laughs> who won't pay his labor. <laughs> no, the thing that gets me is uh, like the comment from Mister Valentine is. Good work, buddy boy. Bait him and reel him in. That's what always works. None of the other babysitters could get the hang of it. <sighs> What does that even mean? <laughs> what is that in reference to? What did you no bait him knows. with? How did you reel him in? And he says, none of the other babysitters got the hang of this. What? So they, had one, they, ha- they had one babysitter. Like, yeah. they're paying regularly. It doesn't, doesn't even follow. What is none of the... Like, uh-huh. this is just a point where, like, I'm pretty sure courtesy of the Uncle Grunty thing... This is another episode that had a couple of passes in editing, and not everything could fit back together by the end. Yeah. But, like, that line just is particularly a pain for me, because that means nothing and is relevant to nothing. Why (laughs) did you include it? You could just say, good job, and then give him the money. Yeah, so, yeah, he does pay Doug. He gives him four indeterminate bills, Mm -hmm. which... Probably four dollars, right? Four dollars. It's got to be four dollars. This is the guy who retracted payment once Dale jumped in the leaf pile. And it's funny because, like, his dad's like, "Hey, how would you feel about being uh, the babysitter all the time?" And Doug's like, "I don't know. I gotta think about that." And then, like, he reaches into his pocket, which, like, to me, is just like, "Oh, he's about to give the money back." (laughs) Yeah. Right, he didn't accept the down payment. Right. <laughs> I And also, when he says that, when he's like, oh, you know, you were the number one baby babysitter, you should do it all the time. Skeeter is totally into this, like yeah. by his facial expression, because he's like, I don't want to do this. I can finally hang out with my parents. Cool. <laughs> that dream of every 11-year-old. I can finally keep going to the tugboat adults-only battle royale. Hey, Doug, why are you wearing that mask? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. The mask oh. of the funny death. Yeah, goddamn the mask. Skeeter's like, can I try the mask? No. No. What mask? <laughs> oh my god uh but so we go back into doug's room where he's writing in his journal and he's like oh man yeah i learned that you can depend on your friends for advice but sometimes you gotta do things your own way which, your sister, you know the way your yeah, sister which told you, you to do it which, you know, yeah, you, sometimes you, you have to ignore all the advice you've been given and just What's take funny? the advice you were given <laughs> what's funny to me here is like the framing device for the show is just writing in a journal so like the beginning of the episode is like I lost Dale but he's writing in the journal they lost Dale so he's like he's effectively just psyching his own journal out <laughs> yeah yeah he's just like oh I got you didn't I journal <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that one coming did you <laughs> and then he and then you actually see the text that he's writing and it's just writing he's just writing the mask the mask the mask, the mask. <laughs> he's just like smiling and laughing <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just like the writing is getting more and more incoherent <laughs> oh, i said i paused it a few episodes ago that he's illiterate maybe that's the only thing he, like he writes that's in english is the mask the mask the mask <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. it's the first time it's legible <laughs> i can't read this chicken scratch it just looks like yeah. you keep on saying the this, mask this Return page is the covered mask. in blood <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh man but yeah so he's writing in this and then pork chop is he can't find pork chop and then oh pork chop's hiding in all my dirty laundry on the floor oh boy gross gross <laughs> and then he does it's like this weird moment where then doug does an impression of mr valentine and he's like you better watch out or i'll bait you and reel you in and he like does a mustache with his finger so like in this, Doug is recognizing that's a negative thing, right? Right. This is the to... first time Doug ever shits on anybody. Right. Also, and Doug also... threatens to bait his dog. <laughs> but, like, okay, in this, by making this statement say, like, watch out or I'll do this, it means that he's recognizing that Mr. Valentine's statement is negative, right? Yeah. It's, so what the fuck does it mean? <laughs> Sadly, the explanation was cut for time. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, pretends to be Mrs. Valentine, and he, like, kisses Porkchop, and they laugh, and they laugh. Then the end, and that's, that's it. it. And the mask floats off into the night, unbound. <laughs> the mask returns to Judy's chest of dro- chest without opening the top of it. Dale wakes up, and the mask is super glued to his face. <laughs> yeah. Dale wakes up, and the mask is on his ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha, big nose, ha ha. Honk, honk. Honk, Oh, man. So, yeah, any any closing thoughts on this one? Um, no. <laughs> nice. I think my closing thought is that Uncle Happy's clown, old clown trunk should only be handled by professionals. Do not, if you encounter a clown in the wild, attempt to engage it without first calling in backup. We need to document all the uncles and Doug. We have Uncle Happy and Uncle Grunty. Maybe it's like the the, those two masks, like drama and comedy. Yeah, exactly. Happy and Grunty, chaos and order, clown and bearable by normal human being. (laughs) 
Skeeter and Roger. Yes. <laughs> Dale and Stinky. Stinky. I, I want to remember that. I want to remember in future episodes to see if Dale does any particularly cat-like behaviors. Like and I mean, I guess it would... And- yeah, <laughs> plays with some string, pees on the wall. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, then let's call this here. Then uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, on this episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. See you in hell. Bye.